0: this eyes widen and she looks up at Potentia and goes, how long have you had that on you? Well, I wasn't exactly going to leave it in the office, was I? Well, no, but oh my goodness. I
1: love you. You're incredible. She looks at you like very much like, what are you talking about? Um, you know, that's not how people express affection kind of way. Because to her, that is a <laughs> remarkably loaded sentence that you have just said.
2: (laughs) Potentia produces a a metallic, strange, crossbow-like thing and Meredith goes, yes, please.
0: (laughs) Well, more than she's just got...
2: Meredith goes, thank you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, basically. I think in this kind of situation, right, I think Meredith is very excited and she's like, because, you know, there's a reason she's a researcher, mm. right? I think there's a reason why all of us have been drawn to this kind of thing. Like, knowledge and understanding things and putting together a puzzle is really enticing and it's it's intoxicating almost, I think. Like, we all yeah. get really, really enthusiastic about it. And I think, yeah, Meredith is very much of that, like, oh my goodness, things are happening, we're getting knowledge, yes, <laughs> kind of deal. So, yeah, I think she's kind of riding on that sort of that sort of high at the moment. So yeah, things are happening. She's excited, and Joe's excited Sorry. too. Because I want to know what. She's
1: going to push it back into her bag because no one has suggested that it be pulled out of the bag. So um, it's it's up to uh to you, but um, I guess know that this is in my bag if we need it. She sort of says that last bit quite unsurely because she isn't sure that she should have it in her bag in the first place, near the ruins that look remarkably like the ones from the main.
0: Mm.
3: Did we well, ever figure out what it does? Like, did we ever actually use it or oh, no it? Okay. So we just have a vague notion that it's probably a weapon, but that's about it at this point.
0: Yes. And I think that's why Potentia decided to take it with her is that correct just to kind of keep it safe keep it secret keep it
1: safe
0: yeah yeah um well I think I've laid the groundwork for a kind of knowledge sharing sort of session with Baza um he's pretty willing to to share some of his people's mythology and stories with us and oral history um and I think I think it's only fair that we return the favor and we we tell them some of our stories as well so if it comes up and if it if it you know I think it might be interesting to see if if they've seen any artifacts or they have anything in the lower temple that looks similar or matches it. I think it might be interesting to have a have a chat and see where it goes. What do you reckon?
3: I tend to agree. I I, I think we should. I think we should tell them.
1: Um. Yeah. Has, who's got a decently sized bag on them? Uh. uh Either of you got a backpack? That's not. I mean, yes, I have support. a. Meredith
2: has Meredith has a, a backpack. like backpacker's backpack, but it's also Meredith sized, yeah. so decently yes. sized and is and it's
0: full of snacks, snacks. Yeah,
1: but you've got a backpack, Harold. Is it full?
3: Mm, I do. Uh, actually, according to this, it is full. Doesn't take much, apparently, to fill a backpack.
1: No. Um. She's going to pull the. need a
3: bag of holding.
0: I know, we need to go shopping.
1: Ben knows that I have. that potential is saving up for a bag of holding, that I have all this money sitting in <laughs> her hot little hands waiting <laughs> for a shopping episode. Yep. Um, Trip
2: to Magic Mart oh my
1: incoming. God. <laughs> She's been saving for so long. <laughs> the one thing she wants, <laughs> so her hoarder tendencies aren't a problem anymore. Um. <laughs> She's going to hand you, Harold, the rod gun thing from the moon arc, which is exactly how it is described mm-hmm. on my character sheet. So you are welcome to that description. But also leave a handout yeah. like you can hand her whatever you need to to decrease mm-hmm. the weight in your pack such that it is not a problem. Like if there's too much mm. in there, that you can give her some of it so she doesn't. Overload your bag mm, temporarily. I think the like not not issue long no, term.
3: In my bag is, is your sword. No, my sword doesn't stay. I have a, I have a, a belt scabbard. sheath for the sword. Um, scabbard. That's 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 the word. Um,
1: it's usually rations well, that are actually, the problem, to be honest.
3: But. It's rations. Rations is twenty pounds. Uh, and I've got a torch in here for some reason, which.
1: I don't think I would human. carry.
3: Yeah, but I can create light if I want to. So That's I think um I think yes, let's just ditch the torch and uh the Russians can technically just be carried on my person, I suppose.
1: Yeah.
0: I could always give them to Meredith for safekeeping.
3: Hmm. <laughs> safekeeping, sure. <laughs> uh I will do that though. I'll hand them over to Meredith, who I'm sure is delighted to receive them. And uh yes, I will take I will take the thing.
1: Um, so you how, mu- oh, how much how oh, rations are you giving me? How many rations are you giving me? Oh, sorry, you're not. You're not giving me anything, you're just ditching the torch and pocketing no. some rations. Redistributing. Great. Yes. My backpack gets lighter, Harold's backpack gets heavier. A good day done. <laughs> <laughs> Rod gun thing from Moonark no longer is in crumbling. my
0: bag. <laughs> Hooray! What happened to Still. the second one? I don't think we picked it up, did we?
3: Actually, I think Harold has it.
0: <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now if I think
2: you, about it, no, no, Harold. No, no. If
1: you open it in that, your bag, there, is,
2: there, was, there was two. If it is in your bag, one of them was damaged.
1: Give, yeah, I had that's the right. There was right. two.
3: I have them, the I damaged. have the damaged one. I think. I yes. did take it, now I think back.
0: How funny would it be if, like, you take it from Potentia, you open no. it up your bag. We like, can oh. we absolutely oh, do that?
1: And you can just give it straight back yeah. I'll put it back in her bag. Yeah, like,
3: that's I, I think I will. Uh. So like, hey, Potentia, mm-hmm. is this... And I hold up the broken one.
1: <sighs> she just puts... She sighs and puts her hand out to take her one back. If you try and I know, her, I, I, the I give her broken you, one, no, she's no, I, I'll give
3: you. I'll give you the working one. Harold Harold isn't isn't much of a hoarder himself. Uh, he will give you the working one. She, uh, she looks at you, uh, raises her eyes, in...
1: rolls her eyes, and tucks it in her back. <laughs> and Kate goes and
0: adds it back. <sighs> well, a to the lot. Ha-
3: well, a lot happened after Wait. I put this in my backpack.
0: How large are these rod things? These are uh, like they're hand
2: crossbow sized. Yeah.
0: Meredith is just going to look at Harold and go, ha- Actually, I don't want to know. <laughs> she like to well,
3: the problem is we don't really need things from the backpack very often. And it's probably, you know, it was way tucked in there underneath the hempen rope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 50 metres of rope that we carry around in our bag. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> it would obscure things in oh, your bag. Oh,
0: yeah. I love it. Yeah, to be fair, probably.
3: Mm.
0: And actually, Meredith has probably lost a whole bunch of stuff in there underneath all the snacks. So something about glass houses and stones.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> There's a reason Meredith has this big honking backpack and it's full of food, full of food,
0: <laughs> yeah. Full yeah. rations
2: the entire time. <laughs> uh. Okay. <sighs> so... Harold has a broken thing. Rodgun from the (laughs) (laughs) Moonarch. Rodgun from the Please. And you were like, are we going to show them? We're not sure. Maybe we should play it by ear. Um, It seems that uh, Baza and Metker have started a small campfire. Um, It's hard to tell exactly where the sun is but the light seems to be changing colour and getting more orange you, mm. you have the moment where you, where you realise oh, it's really, it's actually kind of difficult to work out what time of day it is without the sun to help you or any kind of clock nearby mm. Um, mm. but yeah the, the the light is getting orange, the air is getting a bit cooler uh, Ren seems to be walking, like, like, pacing around the the, the um the edge of this area uh, just kind of getting a feel for it before he starts trying to do any observations or measuring the next day.
0: Cool. I think Meredith is going to wander over to the fire and, um, and start kind of offering up bits of snacks and food and things to cook with as like a, and start chatting and getting to know these guys a little bit better. Okay. Just being a general charismatic
2: general charismatic Hard character yeah okay um give me a persuasion roll Persuasion. Just, yeah. yeah just just because you're persuading them you're, you're making friends
0: i am i'm making friends pretty well 21 hmm. absolutely
2: <laughs> absolutely um it's it's like a bizarre scene from talking to to met ker the grung on one side this frog, little frog guy who's actually shorter than you and on the other side kind of towering over you is this six-foot-tall lizard folk um, with a thick accent and you're just in the middle chatting away, bouncing off each other, having a great time.
0: Amazing. Building up some relationships.
1: Yeah. Potential is doing basically the opposite of that because she doesn't do people.
0: <laughs> Why she has Meredith.
3: I imagine Harold is probably listening for the most part, but is is chiming in uh, if he feels he has something like to contribute in that moment, um, mostly letting Meredith drive the conversation mm-hmm. um, uh, but if, if if the opportunity arises for him to like think, oh, I can show them this, like whether it's the star orb or mm-hmm. the, the 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 doom the moon doom rod. Uh, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah. Well, it seems to be
2: mostly like Metker and Baza just like finding out about what's been happening like locally because uh-huh. Metker is is a guide and he's like finding uh-huh. out what's happening. He he has experience with the the lizard folk tribe here before. He's met them and, and had interactions with them. Um. And it's. Like there's not really a breaking conversation like these these are two people who seem to already have a friendship of sorts and mm. Meredith is just kind of like barred worked so her way into man. that conversation and like adding bits and pieces as needed um and just kind of like feeling out the the situation it it's a pretty like friendly environment mm. um I wouldn't say it's like over the top party jovial environment because it's definitely like no
0: it's just chill right yeah backyard just chill. after it's, the it's, cricket This yep yeah yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah just <laughs> a kind of around a fire cooking such a together. quintessentially yeah. australian thing i don't think i've ever said anything yep. more australian in my life wow mm-hmm. i'm so, so sorry
0: international <laughs> listeners uh yep that happened but actually let me tell you you don't realize just how australian you are until you move overseas Oh, no, mm-hmm. I did, goodness. but I've never said I something I did not think I was Australian.
1: that Australian. I was
0: like... I know, but... It's Baza I the lizard like, folk.
2: I- he's he's bringing it out in all of us. Yeah,
1: I blame Baza. Yeah, he really is. I blame Baza. But I
0: never thought I was that, like, stereotypically Aussie until I moved here. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I am painfully Australian sometimes. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, um, so... I'm assuming the conversation and the, the chat is just kind of getting to a point where, like...
2: So things are kind of moving is- along, and Ren yeah. comes and sits down. And, like, cool. as he sits down, the conversation shifts. He, like, plunks himself down next to the fire. Oh, this place is incredible. Like, it's... I, I've, I haven't started my, my, my observations officially yet, um, I I think I've identified what could be the magic circle. That the the carvings really? on the ground here on, on the the top of this this surface, they're so detailed and intricate. I think whoever created the magic circle here went to great lengths to hide it artistically, with like in the 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 carvings on the ground.
0: Interesting.
2: I mean, it's Any not, idea it's what it, what it not, does? Not totally uncommon. I mean, a magic circle of teleportation, you don't necessarily want to know, like have other people know that it's here because if you're the one who's using it, you want to be secret about it. Yeah, um, true. But I mean, it's its interesting. It's not totally unexpected. It'll take some time to, to map it out, the, the whole area and work out what's going on. Then I can try and work out the glyph sequence and apply my... Uh, my algorithm to see if it works. Yeah, gonna be gonna be good, I think.
0: Is there any way to tell where it goes?
2: No, it's so it's okay. So, sorry if I'm gonna explain this, and you already know this, and he, like looks over at you, Potentia. Um, so, a magic circle of teleportation is like a home address, right? So, this magic circle. I mean, you could technically use this magic circle to teleport to another magic circle uh-huh but each magic circle has a series of glyphs like a, like a home address and if you know that sequence of glyphs you can teleport to someone's magic circle
0: I'm sorry is this like a stargate situation
2: uh I don't I think Stargate actually came out after magic circle oh
0: so is DND is um is Stargate a D;D situation could be. Uh, who knows? All right. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, it's but slightly no, different.
3: It's slightly different because teleportation circles have like, they're like intricate mathematical, like arcane things. But you know, obviously, right. you yeah. would know Stargate has a set number of symbols and it's the sequence in which you choose the glyphs that determine the address. Right. But very much it's like an IP address or a hexadecimal code. Right. I would think about sim- it
1: more like a ring of mushrooms. Yeah, okay that bamf you to different places in terms of fairyland rather than necessarily a, um, right. Okay. Think that rather than Stargate.
2: Ren has explained, they are similar because Ren has explained that the, the glyph symbol is based on like ley lines, Mm. um, and a number of magical things, as well as the stars, like the, the sun, the moon, and some like, like planet things to kind of, pick a time as well when it was created Mm. because you can imagine like somebody created a magic circle at at one point and then somebody else came along in the same like geographic location created another magic circle um but at at a different time that would have a different glyph sequence otherwise like a city of wizards you would accidentally be Mm. jumping into each other's houses all the time
0: slightly awkward okay
2: yeah exactly um, it also i believe takes like a hundred days or something to create a permanent magic circle like you have to every time. single day cast magic circle in that location
0: right okay so it's it's a long process
2: yeah it's it's hey, Baza? not a not a thing that happens overnight for sure
0: yeah hey Baza, i think you owe me some stories hey remember how we were talking before I'd be really keen to hear some of your your people's stories about this place and about, you know, where it might have come from. If you've got anything to share, I'm always keen to add to my song list.
2: Nah, yeah, I can tell you about this place. We've been living here for generations. But, I mean, I think I can tell you about this place. What I'd like to know is maybe what you all know about the creation of the world That'd be interesting to hear
0: Ooh, What do I know about the creation of the world
2: So I think Ren would be the person Whose ears like perk up Because he is somebody who studies history And like Seems to just kind of like lean in I actually, I'm a bit of a, a History mythology Guy um, So I actually know quite a bit About the history of the world I don't, I, 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 Meredith. I know you're a storyteller. I don't want to. Tendris eyes,
1: raise eyebrows, raise. She's listening. Eyebrows raise at the whole like, "I, this very young person, understand all about the history of <laughs> the world," while the hundreds of year old elf is sitting in the room. She is not saying anything, <laughs> but she is fact checking what mm-hmm. he says at this point.
0: I think, I think Meredith would probably speak up and and say something very careful here about think I think it's really interesting listening to to different kind of ways of explaining and storytelling and 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 thinking about the the different you know different kind of perspectives about where our earth came from and where where our planets come from and I I don't know I think we might need to just be a bit careful about you know being definitive
2: yeah well I mean I, I'm I am somebody that is uh. I'm I'm agnostic. Um, I mean, like there are a bunch of gods um, that I'm I'm have worshippers and things, but I don't particularly worship any of them myself. Um, I mean,
0: so so if you had to pick a favorite story, Ren, what would it be?
2: Well, what I've kind of done is I've kind of listened to a lot of stories and read lots of stories, and I've kind of pieced it together. Okay, because like if there are lots of if there are a lot of religions with stories and if there are lots of histories of stories there's some overlap and sometimes there has to be like if if there's enough people telling a version of a story maybe something in there is true like every myth mm-hmm. there's some nugget of of truth in it
0: Hmm. so what have you pieced together
2: so uh like a lot of creation myths um, in the beginning there was nothing uh, and then came along the the first God um, a god of just unparalleled power uh, whose existence challenges everything we know about like the conservation of magic they could just break all the known rules of divine and arcane just everything um, without effort basically. Uh, and no one knows where this god came from um he they it separated the light and dark the good and evil law and chaos and gave these these separate entities form creating two gods that have had many names but we now know them as Alphard and Omegaus uh, you would all know Alfard is the lawful good god of light. Omegus is the chaotic evil god of darkness and destruction. And so the first god bestowed upon Alfard and Omegus this great power, but responsibility over what would eventually become our world. And then the first god pulled from the el- inner elemental planes four spheres of energy breathed life into them and created four elemental gods one for fire, one for water one for air, one for stone and these elemental gods whose names seem to be lost uh, were instructed to create our world and then the first god cre- like bequeathed to to Alfard and Omegus, everything that had been created, and everything that would come after, to watch over and to to see through. And then this first god vanished, disappeared beyond perception. Even the gods don't know what happened, what happened to it. And that's kind of the the first, like the beginning. Then there is the the Age of Titans, so some. Unknown amount of time passes and a split occurs between Alphard and Omegus. They each believe that their way of doing things is correct. Alphard creating and protecting, Omegus destroying and unmaking. And uh, Omegus struck the first blow and destroyed a world, which seems... Like it doesn't make sense because our world is here. So I it, anyway, the, the the myth says that Alf that Omega's destroyed a world, something that had been created together with Alfard, and Alfard retaliated, and then there there's this vie for domination. Um, and it's that it's said that the magic released during this conflict created powerful beings like the elder dragons and elementals. And that even some of the ancient elder elementals that exist now may be from back then. But this this clash of power is catastrophic. And it splinters the four elemental gods into four good gods and four evil gods. And then... This, these these elemental gods start creating powerful monsters to do battle with each other. Eventually, Alpha and Omega agree to no longer have direct conflict with each other, and they force these broken elemental gods into slumber. And then Alpha and Omega retire to their separate domains. And begin to observe and subtly influence the world in what will become their eternal challenge with each other. And then more time passes and there's the Age of Dragons. So as the elemental forces of the world settle, nature takes its course. Life begins to flourish under the care of the the elder dragons, the ancestors of all dragons. These dragons are said to wield magic beyond the understanding of modern wizards. They use their gifts to to seed the world with new forms of life which spread to all corners of the world. And At some point, the strongest among their kin, uh, Bahamut and Tiamat, rise above their brethren and become gods in their own right. But eventually, rising tension and jostling for supremacy causes the Elder Dragons to fight a war against one another that all but destroys their race and decimates the world. Uh, During this conflict, many races were created uh, as the Elder Dragons sought to have an edge against their rivals. um, And kind of now lost to time, the legacy of those Elder Dragons still lives on in modern dragons. Uh, and many of like the, the draconic offshoots and the creations that survived, uh, but following this time of law with time of war, with their numbers in deep decline, the dragons retreat to their secret places of the world to recover. Uh, and then is the age of stone and dreams, um, which is where, and this is where Baza, uh, hang on there, mate, you're jumping ahead. And Ren kind of like looks confused. Yeah, no. Got, got, to, you're missing a, a big chunk there. So, after the dragons, there's the age of scales. So, with dragons fading into myth, the creatures that survive the war begin to flourish. Races left behind by their draconic creators, they thrive. And they found this vast empire. Dinosaurs roam the world. Uh, and wild gods walk the land. During this time, the world is visited by a darkness from beyond the stars, an enemy that hungers endlessly. It rains down destruction and snatches up people and creatures to feed itself. And emerging from their hiding places, the dragons of, of now myth, they appeared and drove the darkness away from the world. But the darkness wasn't defeated. In the dark above the world, they summoned something. We call it a dark star. And everything seemed lost until there's a flash of light that appeared near the moon. And the dark star changed direction and crashed into the moon. And he points up for the as the mist clears to see the moon overhead. And you see this crater on the moon. And that's where it crashed. Now, while total destruction was averted, the the wound on the moon threw many rocks into the space between the moon and, and our world and they rained down upon the world burning much and laying low the empire of scales my ancestors then some time passes and you have your, your age of stone and dreams and Ren kind of like nods like okay okay I haven't haven't heard that before uh, so, so yeah, so then there's the the age of of stone and dreams, which is where kind of dwarves and elves first appear in the oh, world.
0: Do you mind if I interrupt you really quickly, Ren? This is really fascinating. I don't think I've ever heard anything about the age of Scales, Bazaar. Can you tell us more?
2: Ah, sure. Yeah, there's a, a, I mean, stories tell of it of a great time of of bounty and plenty, apart from this darkness that that came and the. The war and the conflict there—it was awful. Uh, I mean, I mean, we have a lot of stories. What do you want to hear?
0: I'd like to hear more about the the darkness. I know that might sound very <laughs> a little bit, you know, maudlin. But <sighs> and she looks over at Potentia and um, and Harold, kind of with asking for permission a little bit.
3: Mm. Like, Harold's just been nodding along this whole time, like, oh, yeah. this is sounding familiar. Like, he's yeah, yeah he's totally yeah, yeah. on board, yeah.
0: So I have to, to tell you guys something. It's a little bit of a story of our own, um, and it might sound a little bit crazy, but there were a few other people there who can corroborate um, our adventure. A couple of months ago now, um, the three of us were on a, a research trip I, we went to a conference um, and there was a bit of an accident we ended up getting kind of trapped in a teleportation circle and it shot us straight to the moon and she kind of points up um to where to the um to the sky where the moon would be um if it weren't so misty
2: no the mist, the mist has, has is, is clearing up oh this the mist point. is cleared you can yeah. see okay. it, it cleared dramatically as baza pointed up to the moon yeah mhm uh-huh.
0: we we think we ended up we we ended up in that crater, didn't we?
2: You were on the yep. edge of it.
0: Yeah, we ended up on the edge of the crater, actually. Um, and we actually ended up stumbling across a tele a, a series of obelisks that look exactly like the ones that we're sitting in right now. And she kind of pauses dramatically to let them absorb the information and ask any questions if I mean
2: do. <laughs> Ren and Baza are like totally locked in on what you're saying um, Metker seems to be picking a bug out from between his toes <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Fair enough I think when we arrived here we were all a little bit shocked and in I, I don't know intrigued I think I think we, we kind of thought that we'd leave the mystery up there and never really find out anything more. But this is an incredible opportunity to, to investigate some more. But we ended up underneath the obelisk. There was a, a structure, the obelisk circle, there was a structure. And we ran into, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a presence it was malevolent it was evil it, it
3: one hell of a superiority complex that's for sure
0: <laughs> yeah you could say that absolutely we we escaped by the skin of our teeth but Bazaar I can't help but think there are some links between your people's stories and and what we ran into I, it's it's too too much of a coincidence Actually, and she um, she kind of gestures to Potentia. Um, we found something. And I'm wondering, I know we're not supposed to be going down to the, the lower levels of the temple, but I was wondering if, if Baza, you'd ever seen anything like this, if, if there were any similar sort of artefacts in, in your people's possession and, and in your stories. We haven't been able to figure out what it does, and um, we brought it back. From the obelisk circle.
1: Potential's going to look at Harold with that, like, don't use the good one, let's use, like, she is clearly, uh, like, uh. the second that Meredith said all of that, she doesn't want to cast message because it requires her to do stuff that's going to be obvious that she needs to tell you, but she's... Can Meredith
0: kind of pick up on
1: I I mean, that's, that's, that, a, and then that, just, that's a DM call on how you want to do that then but because it would be a dead eye to harold like a lock eyes with harold of like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: yeah
0: don't use the real one i'm just thinking like well
3: harold harold yeah yeah, harold would be looking at potential anyway because he knows that we both have one so and harold's insight is is very good like
2: what i'm going to say is potential mm -hmm. you give me a persuasion roll then we're going to take the inverse of that so like if you rolled say a 15, so roll high, 5 say low, is the DC. Yeah, okay. And we'll take uh, so the DC the would from... the DC
1: would be six. Oh sorry, the DC would be okay. sorry persuasion. The DC would be two
2: persuasion. Okay, My so your passive insight. Yeah, you get that.
1: Yeah, I would I would have had uh, to roll yeah. just for clarity if you wanted to be the inverse. What's your passive insight, Ross?
3: Seventeen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I would have had to roll. <laughs> A, a one, yeah, no, like a zero, because I have a plus yeah. three. Yeah. I have a plus four to persuasion. Like you, literally, we couldn't have failed mm-hmm. that. That was a no. Okay. <laughs> that was Harold and potentially slowing. and we're locked in. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I,
3: Harold, completely agrees as well. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will produce the the. Mm-hmm. I will produce my doom rod, moon beam machine
0: thing
2: uh Baza looks at that uh I think Ah, uh, maybe actually hang on uh and he'll like wander over to somewhere like onto the temple here and he'll uh, If you bring one of them like uh hang on and will like wander back uh come with me and he'll put Poke a stick in the fire and like light it and wander mm. over with this lit stick. And he gestures to a, a patch of carving on the ground. And okay, we're
0: going to follow, right?
2: <laughs> mm, and uh-huh. carved in stone is something that looks remarkably like what you're holding in your hand. And what you're seeing, what you're seeing is one of these things in like. Almost one-to-one scale. Uh-huh. And then around this, you're seeing like like very small versions of this, this device being held by creatures very similar to the, the skeletalized versions you saw on the moon. Not uh-huh. the dinosaur saurian people, uh-huh. but the tentacle type one inside the ship.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: The the multi-headed creature inside the ship yep. that you saw, yeah, that the, these things seem to be holding them. That is a, a weapon of of the darkness. Ah. Uh-huh. And seeing it in person, uh, he swears in Draconic, like he just he he uh-huh. like like that thing it. Draconic swear, Draconic swear, Draconic swear scares me.
0: What do you do? You know what it does?
2: Uh, well, he'll point, he'll like wave the torch around, so see more, and you see uh. there are humanoid things with with tails and horns and things, and you see lines connecting these devices to these 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 humanoids, and then you see a lot of dead humanoids.
0: Uh.
1: Um, just just gonna chime up with. Well, at least that is broken, isn't it? I,
3: yes, I don't yeah. think this one functions anymore. Um, How do you test that? Are you testing that?
2: Are you doing anything with that? You, like, you've said that's broken because it's got damage on I think it. it's
0: pretty clearly broken though, isn't it?
2: No one's ever... There are four settings on the dial. She's, there's, there's like she's a, not uh,
0: saying that to be clear because it, she
1: thinks it's necessarily broken. She's saying it. To stop the other guy from freaking out, it's not actually mm-hmm. about whether she believes it is. Yeah, it, she's lying. Mm-hmm. Well, she's right. not lying. Okay. She's omitting, like sh- she is using what she believes as it's damaged. It could be broken, and she is saying it is broken yeah. uh, without the could. It's not that she knows either mm-hmm. way. It's that she's saying,
0: yeah, she's yeah. saying something. So she I, I I'll remind you for.
2: that yeah. there's a dial on this thing which has four settings. And that has a trigger, right? Um, And there's also a number of like uh, gems on it Mm. uh, that could indicate something, but you don't. You you, no one's ever twisted that dial, so you don't know what it does. There are ten. There are ten ten gems, by the way. I should point out.
0: How long have you been carrying that around in your bag, Harold? Meredith sounds a little bit shaky. She's kind of looking at, at Harold of Potentia with like wide eyes.
3: <laughs> yes, I, uh, we, we found it on the moon, remember? Uh, uh-huh. Uh, on the surface. um, But yeah. I, I, I don't know. This one seems like, it seems like, you know, when we found it, it's, was broken in some battle long ago, so I don't think yeah. there's anything to be to be concerned about.
0: Hope so. Is there any anything else with these 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 creatures of darkness, the the ones with the weird tentacle things? Is there any other are there any other carvings in this temple, Baza, that that show them?
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, heaps.
0: Do you reckon You might be able to show me sometime.
2: Give me a persuasion because you're asking to go down into the temple and he's specifically Uh, told you all that that's where his tribe live and that's a no-go zone.
0: Okay. That's a 22.
2: Okay. Nah, yeah, I could maybe show you a few more. There's probably some up here as well, Uh, but I can, yeah, I could take you down into the temple. Uh, how oh, good are you
3: really? at holding your breath? Oh, I can make us very good at doing that
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. she's gonna look at immediately at Harry which is sure the library when it got really flooded Thank you think we can you're, sort you're huh,
3: thinking right? of a different thing, but I can certainly Am help I? us oh. so yeah
0: well i I can
3: obviously. You can tell by looking at us, we're not naturally very um, aquatic, but I can certainly help anyone who needs the help uh, to breathe underwater for 24 hours.
0: As she looks at Bazza and, and says, would you need to, to ask permission from your the rest of your people and make sure they're all on board first? Maybe we can... We can I would, yeah, 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 yeah. I need
2: to... Yeah, tomorrow? Uh, maybe, Yeah.
0: No, no, nah, nah, well, yeah. That would be incredible. And she like, she grins at, like she's really excited. That, you know, the Meredith grin that like pulls everybody in.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, well, uh yeah, I might I might go ask him now actually, yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Baza. I I really appreciate. I can't tell you enough. Just how much we appreciate your help and your willingness to share your stories thank you
2: Uh, as he walks off he is doing that thing where his eyes are locked on the thing in Harold's hand and he's just like he's like he's he's picking up his stuff and he's walking away but he's like locked onto
0: that Uh, Mm. Meredith like keeps the grin fixed in place and then kind of looks at Harold like at the corner of her mouth and goes I think we might need to put that away
3: yeah, and I'll, I'll make a big show of just sort of stashing it.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, so Ren looks at you all. What I feel like there's some stuff that I
1: do. You know what, Ren? Don't ask. It's not. I don't want to say it's not worth getting involved in, but as someone who didn't choose to be involved okay. in it, I wouldn't. Right.
2: Okay. Okay. And she says that in, yeah.
1: like, probably the kindest way you've ever heard her, like, tell someone to not do something. It's like, she no. didn't want to go to the moon. She's, this is a thing now. Just don't, just don't do it, man. Like, it's fine. Just, just don't, you know, you don't want to know. <laughs> you do want to know. Okay. Huh? Okay. Right.
0: And I think it goes without saying, though, that Potentia's right—you really don't want to know. But uh, it would be very interesting to hear your thoughts on where this circle ends up.
2: I mean, again, Meredith, this is a home address. The circle doesn't specifically go anywhere.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's okay. That's no—it common common misconception. Uh, I am actually going to take some notes and try and write down what I remember about what Baza said about uh, the the age of, of scales. because that, yeah, that sound... really interesting. Yeah. Because that's not really something uh, that's come up in my reading.
0: No, not at all. I don't think I've ever heard of that before.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, Age of Dragons, Age of Stone and Dreams, where, like, the, the dwarves and the elves kind of show up in history um yeah it's weird there's like a whole section of history just kind of missing
0: yeah it does fit pretty coincidentally very extremely neatly with what we found on the moon though
2: i'm going to ask that while i'm around stop talking about that if i can't know because it's you're, you're talking about something which is a mystery and i i i have another mystery i'm trying to solve here And your mystery sounds interesting um
0: but you need to focus yeah i get it
2: but also i mean Sorry, mate. he looks at potential i should not be asking questions about this yeah yes no um I, I, I will stop asking questions until you tell me more information at a time that suits you all. Okay. All right. Cool, ch- cool chat, everybody. Glad I decided to bring you all along. <laughs> all right. What I'm co- gonna, are, are we uh, clocking uh, close on?
1: S- We're clocking close on long rest time because that's... Kind of feels yeah, like a vibe. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to sleep. I, I, I guess. You, I mean,
1: are we all pro- how proximal to each other are we at minute? Well, I
0: mean, we're all sitting around a fire at the moment, oh,
2: right? Yeah, like Ren moves a distance away from the fire, so he's not like directly next to the fire. Like it's, it's not. It is cold because of the, the I hypothetically, it's winter.
1: Ben put a ten foot radius of mobile dome of force. Into existence around the fire such that Ren could be on the edge of it, but that we were still contained within it. In a form of a small hut. You could for
2: example. You could do this. Yes, you could do a tiny hut. I
1: would like I would I would please Um, like to do an eight hour tiny hut so that we can all have a long rest, because I'm not comfortable with the idea of us just being in the middle of nowhere without Uh a dome of force that's gonna keep everything away from second us
0: plan. <laughs> Like yes, happy
1: with yeah. it
2: that's fair that's fair
0: because um, also cause we are out in the open in the middle of yeah. a marsh on top of a pyramid yeah
3: yes well i mean might i suggest we find somewhere respectful to uh what? i i just mean it, this this place might be sacred to them i no
2: well, well, I, I mean could, Bazaar, yeah baza put yeah. a like little
3: fire on here
2: so it's
0: yeah yeah
3: okay
2: uh, it, it looked
0: very much like Metger was setting up for the night.
2: Yeah, he, he my understanding of that. Metka is at this point totally wrapped in his Cloak of Endura elements and uh-huh. is like just a, a little ball of of sleepy snoriness.
0: <laughs> sleepy snoriness,
1: Love it. I would like to keep him inside the dome Ooh. too, please. <laughs> okay. My pop my pop-up dome. Um, I, yes, yes, yes.
2: Okay. Um if you're having Conversation. It would have to be a whispered conversation at That's this point.
1: That's fine. Um, I'm going to get to casting that, which will take me a minute, so you guys can start a whispery conversation while I'm waving my hands about, if you like. Hanging on to a small... I'm
2: assuming air air can permeate the dome, the, the tiny hut, because otherwise it would fill with smoke.
1: So what it says is that it the atmosphere is comfortable and dry. So...
3: A fire is not necessary is what we're yeah. saying. So it like, okay. it is okay. one of those
1: things that if if at a point we just let it die, it would be mm-hmm. fine. And also it, uh, yeah. things that are objects within the dome, when you cast the spell, can move through it freely, which means that any smoke or ash can move through the it on the way out. Those particles could, in theory, move mm-hmm. outwards mm-hmm. of the dome. They are mm-hmm. not entrapped mm-hmm. in the dome, but things from the outside cannot get
2: yeah. in. Okay.
0: Right, so it's not yeah. going to fill with smoke and asphyxiate at all. Correct. Right.
2: Good, good, good. All right, just wanted to check.
0: Science, good to yeah. check.
1: I did have it open just yes. in case we had any issues.
2: <laughs> all right, so um, there is a f- a full long rest. You all get a long rest.
0: Is <sighs>
2: recovering um, spell can slots, I talk to HP?
0: Real yep. While um, while is casting the thing, um. What do you think, Harold? Been awfully quiet over there.
3: No, I, I, I think um, obviously these people are descendants of the people who we found on the moon, and yeah, obviously because of that, perhaps they have a connection with the stars. If they are expecting some kind of enemy to uh, arrive from them at any moment.
0: I think it's very interesting. Did you pick up on that bit where Baza said the flash of light? There was a big flash of light near the the dark, the dark star. Well, that was, that was quite interesting.
3: Yes. Well, I obviously dark star uh, could be another way of describing what I've seen, of course. Um,
0: yeah, but I'm more thinking that flash of light. Do you think that has something to do with when she like mm. looks pointedly down at his sword?
3: well it's hard to say I mean I mean the the thing is though that light would have to be orders of magnitude more bright than uh, you know the the beam I think but
0: yeah that sounds very related it seems like too much of a
3: I mean it it very well could be you know obviously the uh, the sword uh, reacted very strongly while we were on the moon um whether it's in relation to that place you know as, as a sort of temple or maybe just because we were closer to it uh, you know being outside of the world um, I don't know uh, it's part of the mystery and something obviously i I would like to find out i I do finally have this book uh you know that the the Hal managed to uh, to bring back but if you remember um You know, just before we left It it, it did mention that it was uh, Somewhat challenging to read So I'm obviously waiting till a sort of I don't know, opportune moment to open it And hopefully not get sucked into another uh, Dangerous situation, but
0: uh, Yeah Yeah, let's maybe leave that one for now One dangerous situation at a time
3: just FYI, Ben, that that book is in, in Harold's house. It's not on him okay. currently. Okay, good to know. Um, Thank you.
2: Important clarification.
0: Hey, um, speaking of that book, Harold, can you do me a favor? Mm. Promise you won't open that without us or without somebody else there.
3: Oh uh, no, uh, honestly, I I really um, I'm going to be cautious given everything else that's happened.
0: Good. I thought so, but I just I thought it was worth worth saying anyway.
3: Well it's getting harder and harder to explain why there's a hole in my roof, so that was yeah. mostly repaired.
0: Red helped with scared. that.
3: Actually, he did. He did. He was very um he was actually very very kind and helped helped uh,
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Unless there's anything else, uh any conversations you want to have, we all pass the night. Potential. Mm. I imagine that you are the first person to wake up is the wrong word. I mean, yeah,
1: to rouse myself. Probably.
2: Yeah. Please give me a perception roll.
1: Perception? Yes. 23.
2: Okay. Or older 19. You, your, your, your dome of force mm. uh, is being observed. Mm-hmm. You can see a couple like three or four pairs mm. like two two heads yep. lizard folk heads like peeking over the temple like over the edge observing you and you can see four separate groups of them uh you're being watched